What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show what up, y'all? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back. I'm happy to be back. It's Friday night, and I've got an interesting one here for you. I'm sitting here <laughs> in my little dojo of UFO, and I'm hanging out with my um, electrical lamp, my... Uh, couple tapestries of my uh, spacemen, astronauts, and some UFO lights. And I'm just thinking to myself, how cool would it be and where and what would I do if I was presented the opportunity of a lifetime to hop on board a UFO and pilot it anywhere I want to go and learn about any civilization I want to learn about? So that's the topic of tonight's podcast. I have a lot of different opinions, a lot of different um, opportunities and options that I'm going to throw out your way and see what you guys think. So first and foremost, how would one find themselves in this particular situation? Well, there's a few ways. One, you could go the Jim Penniston route, which would be to be in the Air Force Security Forces, uh, in 1980 and just happened to stumble upon a uh, basically one-person triangular UFO, um, interface with it, have it download information into your brain, and have it find you suitable to be its pilot. That would be one way. Apparently, these things can think for themselves. They're wired-like brains. They, uh, different civilizations have figured out the methodology to wire these craft so that they can think for themselves. They're almost living entities. So that's one way. Another way would be to <clears throat> be selected uh, by a species to actually have them just hand deliver your craft in your front yard and telepathically let you know that you, you can take this thing anywhere and go anywhere you want. Um, another, po probably possibly more likely scenario would be to be a uh, scientist in the government working on one of these things and given the opportunity to be alone with one of these things and take it out for a joyride uh, unknowingly to other government members or you could be one of the lucky few who actually have been able to be test pilots in these things and be able to take it all around Area 51 and Groom Lake and S1 and S2 and S3, S4 and, you know, just fly these things around willy-nilly, test their capabilities, see if you don't just smash into the side of the thing 
<laughs> with the G-forces and, and kick it um, and, and hopefully interface with these things. That's the ultimate goal uh, of the government and their, their whole craft uh, engagement and uh, scientific uh, proceedings. However, that's pretty unlikely for us civilians, right? Um, you know, it's not very likely that we're going to run up the ranks of the UFO scientists or um, of military pilots and be able to air, you know, fly one of these things. Be very, very cool. Uh, one of my all-time, you know, interests was to join the Air Force, was to either become a pilot or become part of the uh, intelligence community, therefore being able to uh, kind of get involved into the UFO uh, arena, um, into the upper echelons of intelligence and try to uh, learn more about uh, exopolitics and about uh, how we interact with different species. Um, are there any other scenarios where we might be able to have the opportunity? Well, there was one individual, David Adair, who was only 17 years old, was a super genius, had created his own rockets and was invited to Area 51 and brought down uh, 20, 30, 40 stories below ground level uh, and was able to interact and go inside one of the engines of one of the motherships uh, that had crashed and try to tell the government how this thing worked. And he was able to interact with this by touch and through his touch was able to interact uh, engage and, you know, explore inside the engine itself. So let's take it a step further. We explored some of the opportunities and ways in which we might be presented with the opportunity uh, to be the pilot of an aircraft. Have you guys ever seen the movie Flight of the Navigator? Where the, it's a Disney movie from the 80s where the kid was able to become the pilot of a ship uh, because the ship uh, had crashed and it had it had this kid David with him with the ship and the ship downloaded the star maps into this kid's head. Well, imagine for a second a ship needed to do that. It needed to, to use your brain to download uh, star maps. This would be one step further. This would be kind this movie kind of typifies this entire podcast. So the ship needs David. He's a 10-year-old kid. It had downloaded the star maps, needs him to get back home. And so the ship and this kid are basically need each other to get back home in, in both aspects. Um, the kid needs to get back to his own timeline. The ship needs to get back on, on its course so that it can select more species from other planets and collect them along its way. And so this is where the story gets really interesting because David basically becomes the pilot of the ship. David interacts with the ship's onboard computer, who happens to be voiced by Pee Wee Herman, which is hilarious. Um, and it's just a great movie, just a great fun movie. And it just makes me think about where would we go? Where would you choose to go? If given the opportunity to go to any planet that you're aware of, to visit any species that you're aware of, or to explore anywhere on Earth that you're aware of. Now, let's say you're not aware of too much. 
Let's say you just want to ask the computer, computer, tell me what bases, what planets, and other areas of the galaxy are inhabited. And it shows you an entire ecosystem of planets, locations on Earth, locations around Earth, and outside of our galaxy and outside of our solar system that are inhabited. Is there one species that you would want to visit, that you would want to maybe interact with or just observe? Would you want to observe one of the more aggressive species to kind of see how they interact, how their social uh, structure of their society interacts, just to kind of know thine enemy? Or would you go to a species planet that might be a little bit more habitable to humans, might be a little bit more amicable, friendly, uh, benevolent, uh, willing to work with us, willing to show us their, their society, willing to show us how they've gained experience over these years uh, to become enlightened, to become more peaceful, to become more uh, intelligent, uh, technologically, spiritually, uh, morally, physically, uh, to see how they eradicated their uh, disease, to see how they created longevity in their life, to see how they attained peace, and what that society looks like. You know, that's what's really interesting to me, is to see wh what an enlightened society looks like, and how can we get there? How can we get to the point where we can uh, take part in the, you know, intergalactic federation that we hear so much about? Um because apparently it's not just a, a few species here, guys. It's like 200 different species from all over the place that interact with each other. And it's just kind of like the United Nations, except for for many galaxies. So, you know, out of all the species that we've talked about, greys, tall whites, Nordics, uh, Pleiadians, Arcturians, reptilians... Um, insectoids, you know, is there a species that you would find really fascinating that you have to go check out? You ha either have to interact with, um, that you know you'd be safe, you know, in doing so, or that you would just observe the planet and, and you know, kind of be hidden, be able to use the ship's cloaking mechanism to just observe and see how the how these, you know, species interact. To use the computer's onboard mainframe to give you more information about these species and and how how their history has developed you know there's you guys if you listen to this podcast i know you know which species you're most fascinated with and if you know that then you know that there's more you want to find out that there's more that more that we don't know you know there's plenty on this earth that we could explore we could explore underground bases if they were on the computer's mainframe, we could explore uh, our own government's information, you know, if it was on the computer's mainframe. Uh, we could explore um, just the solar system in general, right? Um, if you've watched, like, Stargate Universe, you know, they have their ship, Destiny, could fly right into a sun, uh, a star, and, and, you know, go right through it and see what's on the inside without getting torched to death. Um, we could go explore Mars, we could go explore Venus, Neptune, Jupiter, Uranus, all these, you know, gas giants and, and other planets on, 
in our solar system is something that we don't know. All the moons that surround Jupiter, you know, all the moons that surround Saturn, you know, that are just amazing in and of themselves. Galileo and others. Um, Titan. It would just be fascinating to see what's really going on in our own solar system. I mean, it's just our solar system, just our local neighborhood. Um, we've heard stories about Val Valiant Thor that lives on Venus, right? Uh, I believe that was the planet he lived on. Um, and they, they lived in our solar system. Wouldn't it be fascinating to just go see what's in our solar system that we don't even know about? Um, Ingo Swan did a remote viewing of... Uh, Jupiter and found out that Jupiter itself had rings around it that were very similar to diamonds. So he stated they were very crystallized, possibly diamond rings. Um, not like Beyonce, but like, you know, actual, like just um, rings around the planet um, with diamonds. So it was very fascinating. So we can't see that from Earth, or at least we haven't been shown that from Earth. But according to Ingo Swan, one of the most famous uh, remote viewers that's worked for the government and contracted with the government, stated that there are many different pieces of our galaxy, or our, our solar system, sorry, that we can't see with the naked eye, can't see with the telescope. So there's plenty of places just within our own backyard. Uh, not to mention, if we left the solar system, there's other solar systems in the Milky Way. Plenty of them. You know, thousands, maybe millions uh, out there. And, you know, we're just in a small part of the arm. You know, would you go just within the Milky Way? Would you go outside of the Milky Way? Um, there's other species that we don't talk too much about. Um, there's feline species from uh, the Lyrian constellation. Uh, lots of folks like cats, guys and girls. And... Uh, who wouldn't want to go to a cat planet where the species look like felines, highly intelligent, highly empathic, highly sympathetic? I mean, that would be really cool. Um, I'd be down for that. Um, and uh, I think if it was me, I would probably stick with some of the species that I'm aware of and that I know. I, I don't know. That's a tough call. It's a tough call. If you found out in the computer's mainframe that there were other planets out there and other species out there you haven't heard of, which is obviously the case, would you go and visit those species having almost zero knowledge of their background? We have some knowledge of certain species' backgrounds, right? But, you know, there's species out there like Corey Good's uh, encounter with the 10-foot-tall triangle-headed golden beings um, that are, you know, in like the 10th dimension, even though they're... They can engage with us on the third dimension. Um, you know, would you go visit like a being like that? I mean, it's something that's so enlightened, so so far out there that you know we have very little knowledge of, but would be amazing to see. It'd be amazing to find out what kind of knowledge they have, how enlightened they are. You know, are they massively different than some of these other species that we know about that are enlightened? You know, it's just the possibilities are endless, you know, and it just, it brings you back to like Star Trek and, you know, I mean, maybe even Star Wars to a certain degree, but really Star, Star Trek because their whole mission was to, to go out and explore, you know, new worlds. And, um, it just makes me think about that. So 
I, I'm sure you guys think about this too. And I, I'm sure you guys are interested in this. And, you know, the more we explore the UFO world, the, the more interested we get in different species and exploring ourselves. And, you know, with this new Space Force, you know, maybe the possibilities in the future will be there for some of some of our children, our grandchildren to join the Space Force and be able to go basically become like Captain Kirk and, and crew, Dr. Bones, and going to see different species on different planets. Maybe that will be the main mission eventually. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. So I can't wait for that. I don't know if we'll li I'll live long enough to see anything like that, but it would be interesting. But anyway, guys, I wanted to give you food for thought, some really to think about, some to chew on tonight, because it really makes you think about where the heck would you go? What decision would you make? It's kind of like one of those books where you get to make your decision on your own journey. Where would you go? Which species would you visit? Why would you choose that species? And ultimately, what what knowledge are you trying to gain out of this journey? You could even go as far as to say, what would you ask the computer on the on the alien ship? You know, what does it know? What questions would you ask? There's plenty of questions to ask. Uh, you know, which species is the most enlightened? Which species is the most violent? Uh, which species is most friendly to humans? Which species is the most highly technologically advanced? You know, and which out of those questions would you go visit if you could only choose one? If you only had time to go for one? It's fascinating. Anyway, guys, I hope you're enjoying your evening. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope that you guys take care of your family and your friends and your loved ones, especially take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health. Um, follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams this weekend. Go out for a walk. Go enjoy yourself. Uh, do some art. Do some... Do some woodworking, whatever you do. Do some science, whatever you, you enjoy. Uh, do some of that. Do more of that. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. And Lockdown Universe out.